Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home Two attempts were already made to break the siege laid by the Muslims And both times Thomas was unsuccessful Thomas was the man in charge of the city of Dimashq And in relation he was the son-in-law of Hercules, son-in-law of Hercules. He personally took part in breaking the siege but at both times Alhamdulillah victory was given to the Muslims and the Kuffar were defeated. As he returned back into the city he made Harbis the man in charge and told him to look after the other half of the city and maybe to give him an idea how to tackle the Muslims how to unravel from this difficulty that they were in Muslims were few in number as compared to the Romans but extremely powerful there was no way out for them it was as if they were trapped inside the city Alhamdulillah all the doors were locked and sealed up the Muslims were not in a rush at all enough food supply enough water the problem was with the Romans inside <clears throat> this continued for a few days nobody made any advance at the gates not the Romans and not the Muslims until Allah how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works in mysterious ways there was this young man whose name was Jonah Jonah and Jonah is translated in Arabic as Yunus Yunus alayhi salatu wassalam is also known as Jonah in the biblical term this man Jonah the son of Marcus one night he came down, lowered himself with a rope and came down to the Muslim camp as he lowered himself down straight away the Muslims spotted him and they captured him, they got him straight away he said to the guards, the Muslim guards that I am not here to fight you I have no weapons with me I come to you my only wish is to speak to your commander a very brave 
Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu ta'ala maybe I can help the Muslims so it would be in your interest if you take me alive and take me to Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu ta'ala the guards noticed that there was no one else behind Jonah Jonah was completely alone one man will not make a difference so they took him to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu ta'ala Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was in his own tent and the guards came and presented Jonah in front of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid Hazrat Khalid bin Walid looked at him and said to him what information do you wish to give me Jonah said that if you help me I will help you if you help me I will help you and my help to you is victory the city of Dimashq will be yours you will be victors the entire country will be in your hands if you listen to me if you help me I will help you Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala said to him how do we assist you what is it that you want from the Muslims he said that before the Muslims laid the siege to Dimashq he married this lady she was a Greek lady and he himself was also Greek and he said that the marriage took place but straight away the Muslims attacked the city so there was no time for Rukhsati, the consummation of marriage so the bride is still with the parents and I have tried many times I have spoken to the family members that I am married to her you should allow the bride to come to me but for some reason the family members are preventing her from me and I think the Romans also wish that because he was a powerful man Jonah was a soldier so they did not want him to be very much occupied with the bride and they said to the parents of that lady that forget Jonah right now Jonah should be thinking about fighting the Muslims who are our enemies so Jonah said to them that all I, all, all I ask you is that you return my wife to me that is all but they were very very stubborn and in retaliation he lowered himself down from the wall to the outside section of the city and asking Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an for help he was a Romeo looking for his Juliet and he thought the only man who can save him now was Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and smiled at him this was his karamat by looking at people he would know exactly of the nature of that man who he is is he a truthful person or is he lying like in the case of general warden straight away when some of the people came and they met Hazrat Khalid bin Walid he knew straight away that this man is lying in the case of this young man Jonah 
As a Khalid bin Walid said to the people that this man is truthful. What he is speaking, he is speaking the truth. As a Khalid bin Walid looked at him and said to him, I wish to give you something that is better than your bride. That is better than what you want to give me. You wish to give me the whole of Syria. I wish to give you the whole of Jannah. <laughs> Dawa. <coughs> so he said to Jonah that why don't you embrace Islam? Why don't you say, Kul la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. And the keys to Jannah, paradise will be given to you. Such were the words of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, touching the heart of Jonah, that he put his hands forward in front of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, shaking the hands of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, and he said to him that I am prepared to become a Muslim. And he became a Muslim, he uttered the words, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. The ulama have mentioned that this man was not only a great soldier, but a very learned scholar and he had uh, read the scriptures and he knew that there will be one man, a prophet that will come and for three years the heart was inclined towards Islam so this was the right opportunity there was just uh, a push that was needed for Jonah and that push came from Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an and he embraced Islam so Hazrat Khalid bin Walid listened to him, he said, I can help you with your wife, with your, with your bride. How can you help me? He said, I will help you by the intelligence that I give you, the information that I give you. The best time for the Muslims to attack the Romans is tonight. And that is why I came at the first opportunity given to me. I took this risk to come down to you. Tonight... The Romans and the locals in the city of Dimashq are celebrating a festival and majority of them are all drunk. So you will have hardly any men guarding the gates and even if there are any guards, only a few in numbers and a lot of them are drunk. So this is the best time for the Muslims to come up with a plan and get into the city and fight the Romans. So this is the information that I give you. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid looked at him and said to the companions, he is a Muslim, I don't doubt him, the information he gives me is the truth. So Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and said to him, I want you to return back to the city and wait for me near the east gates. And when you see me there, join the Muslims in jihad and fight the kuffar. So straight away with two guards, they took him to that spot where he was lowered down to. And then he climbed up the walls and he got back into the city. As Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and now looks at the soldiers that were there. Remember the gates were at a distance. It was in the night, there was no time. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was the only person there. And the soldiers protecting that section was the Iraqi regiment. Soldiers from Iraq. Soldiers from Iraq. And they were with Hazrat Khalid bin 
Walid radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said to them that I have no time to give information to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, Hazrat Zirar. They are protecting the other side of the walls of Dimashq. And insha'Allah ta'ala when victory comes to us, we will open the other gates allowing the Muslims to come. So this information was only with that one particular group. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and decided that initially three men should scale the walls to climb up. And then to allow the rope ladders to come down for the other mujahideen to climb on top. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and said the first three will be one myself, Khalid bin Walid. And the other one will be Hazrat Ka'qa. Remember the other generals were on the other side. So you didn't have Hazrat Shurehbil, Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, Yazid, and Hazrat Zirar. So Hazrat Ka'aka and Hazrat Ma'zur bin Adi. So the three companions, a bit heavy and very, very strong. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said, as we get on the, on the top section of the wall, what we will do is we will tie the ropes to ourselves on the side. And on the ropes we will tie the rope ladders. And with the body weight of the three companions, the other mujahideen can slowly climb the walls until hundred mujahideen climb on top of the wall. The, the wall that they chose was close to the east gate section. The reason for that was Hazrat Khalid bin Walid thought that this, wall, this gate is supposed to be impregnable, impossible. They thought that the Muslims can't climb this. The walls were massive in width, in length. It was quite difficult. So you won't have many guards. That area, that region won't be monitored. So the Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and chose the, the east gate. And slowly, as a Khalid bin Walid with Hazrat Ka'aka and Hazrat Ma'zur bin Adi, all three of them get on top, tie the rope ladders to the ropes, and allow now the Mujahideen to slowly come, slowly come. As 50 to 60 Mujahideen were now on top of the wall, as Khalid bin Walid said to the Mujahideen, that now the three of us will lower ourselves down into the inside section of the wall, and the rest of you come slowly, slowly, until all hundred of you come down into the city. As Khalid bin Walid was the first man to touch down into the inside section of Dimashq. Subhanallah. How brave were they? He put himself in the front. And when he got down, there were some guards in front, Romans. They, the, the ulama have written that when they looked at Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, they just couldn't make out who this person was. And before even they could think, who he was, his identity, has a Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and killed all of them that were there. And said, all of you come down. Slowly as the three of them came down, it was in the night, they were celebrating. As a Khalid bin Walid went straight towards the east gate. And there was this massive lock there with chains around it. Slowly the Mujahideen came. As Hazrat Khalid bin Walid got close to the gate, there were guards there, a group of guards. Again, it was in the hands of two people right now, Hazrat Ka'aka and Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. They fought, alhamdulillah, until all of them 
were killed. Hazrat Kaaka said to the Khalid bin Walid that I will try to break the locks and the chain while you stay behind me and protect me in case the Romans come. It is said that by this time the alarm was already raised, information was given. The Romans knew that we have intruders in the inside section of the city. People were now screaming and saying that the Arabs are here, that the Arabs are here, the Muslims are inside. The only problem was they did not know the exact location of the Muslims where they were. It was only a group of Muslims, hundred Mujahideen. They did not know the exact location, so very, very quickly, the Roman soldiers regrouped themselves and got into their positions until they were saying that this is the area you want to come to the east gate, this is where the Muslims are. Slowly as they were coming, by then the other Mujahideen were also down. The, the, the lock was very hard and it wasn't in the power of Hazrat Ka'aka to break the chains and the lock. And as Khalid bin Walid said to him that we are running out of time, we are only a hundred and there you see this entire army coming in front of them. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and very quickly pushed Hazrat Ka'aka out. He took his sword out and he said, Allahu Akbar. What did he say? Allahu Akbar. And with one blow, it is said that the lock broke and the chain also broke. Subhanallah. With one blow. This is in the books of Tariq. This was the power that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala physical power that Allah had given Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala very quickly now for the first time the Muslims opened up the gate the east gate and now the Iraqi regiment Muslim Mujahideen from Iraq came into the city and now the battle had started Hazrat Khalid bin Walid on one side with the Muslim Mujahideen these people were shocked they did not even know they did not even expect the Muslims to come and to fight them in the night and to be so brave and courageous to risk to open the gate and to come inside to come to them to take the battle with them in the main section of Dimashq. This was not even in their wildest dreams. When Thomas from one side looked at everybody and he knew exactly where the Muslims were, he was very intelligent. And listen to this, my respected brothers. He knew that the Khalid bin Walid had a strong foothold now in the city. It was just a matter of time before the city would surrender in front of the Khalid bin Walid. What choice does he have? He was an intelligent man. He knew the Khalid bin Walid was a person very aggressive with the kuffar. Very strong character, strong-minded person. He will give the conditions. He does not accept condition from the enemies. He knew the best man to speak to was the one second in command, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. They knew Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was very strong in character and Hazrat Abu Ubaidah was the complete opposite. Very gentle, soft-hearted person. Would give peace to anyone. And information was given to him that Hazrat Abu Ubaidah was defending the, the Jabiyah gate. He very, very quickly with Harbis, the man second in command, with the bishop, the high priests and all the dignitaries and the locals, the high profile people, 
He got all of them together very quickly. So on one side of the city you've got Hazrat Khalid bin Walid fighting all the Romans. On the other side you have Thomas. The Jabiyah gate is right on the other side. And he comes with a quick plan that before we surrender to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, it, it will be difficult for the Romans to put their conditions to him. The best man would be Hazrat Abu Ubaidah. He noticed that activity was only from one gate. This would mean that the Muslims are unaware of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid being inside the city. And so he came quickly with a group of high profile people, dignitaries, and opened up the gate of Jabiya. And the Muslim soldiers were there, they were shocked also, they did not know Hazrat Khalid bin Walid is inside already fighting. And so there was a shock to see Thomas and everybody there with no arms, no weapons. And they came and they had the interpreters there, people who spoke fluent Arabic, the Syrians, and they said, we come to surrender, we wish not to fight, we wish not to fight. Thomas wishes to speak to Abu Ubaidah, only Abu Ubaidah. Some of the Muslim Mujahideen came into the tent of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah and they said that Thomas wishes to speak to you. So he said, Thomas wishes to speak to me? And he looked that the Jabia gate was already open. And a group of Romans and Christians and the high priests and everybody are there and they came in front of Abu Ubaidah. Now this was how shrewd Thomas was. Thomas wanted to trick the Muslims to take all the advantage with Hazrat Abu Ubaidah then. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah has no information of what Hazrat Khalid bin Walid is doing. So he came and he said, look Abu Ubaidah, we don't want to fight the Muslims, we surrender peacefully. And we are prepared to pay jizya, tax to the Muslim government. But Abu Ubaidah, we also have pride, we also have conditions. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, first of all, he was so happy that you had Thomas out surrendering. And he said, what are your conditions? He said, we don't want bloodshed, no plundering, no enslavement. Nobody should be taken as captives. Our churches and temples should not be destroyed. And those who wish to leave the city of Dimashk peacefully, that chance should be given to them. Even if it is Roman soldiers and the locals, the people of Dimashk. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah was listening to Thomas, whatever he was saying, through the means of that interpreter that was there. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah listened and he said that, I agree to all your terms. I agree to all your terms. If you are paying jizya, tax, that is fine. We will not take you as captives. If you wish to go back, you can go back wherever you want to go, but you will be under the Muslim government. So Hazrat Abu Ubaidah in his mind was thinking that even if Hazrat Khalid bin Walid had this opportunity, he would do the same thing. And thinking that possibly Thomas feared Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, a lot of them would not want to speak to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. So that is why they come to me. They knew that Hazrat Abu Ubaidah was soft in the heart. So Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said that, this is my word given to you as a promise. Thomas was very clever. He said, no, no, no. We have to write this down. This pact should be written. 
And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah agreed that if this is what you wish, and very clearly what he noted in there was no captives to be taken, and if the soldiers wanted to go back out of Syria, that chance should be given to them with whatever they owned. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah was Allah Wala. He was a Sufi, great Buzrug. Remember, he was from the Ashray Mubashara. Dunya was nothing to him. Spoils of war not, was nothing to him. Subhanallah, and he agreed to the terms. And he said, okay, fine, let me go and speak to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. He said, no, no, no. First, I want a guarantee. Let us write the pact. Very quickly, everything was signed, agreed. And Thomas said that now, before you speak to Khalid bin Walid, why don't you come with me, with all the Muslims that are here? Hazrat Abu Ubaidah had 5,000 Mujahideen. And said to him, why don't you enter from the Jabiyah gate, and you will see me that I will give instructions to the Romans not to fight, and to open up all the gates so that the Muslims can enter Dimashq peacefully, and to pass on the message that the Muslims, we have surrendered to the Muslims, and the Muslims have given us aman, peace, so we are not to fight. Subhanallah, what a scene it must be. And how shrewd this man was, Thomas. He took advantage straight away. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah was like an angel of peace, walking slowly. And on the other side, you had Hazrat Khalid bin Wali like a tornado. Just breaking through them. Subhanallah. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was just pushing himself forward, forward. And there was resistance there. Fighting was there. So on one side of the city there was fighting. And on the other side you had Hazrat Abu Ubaidah had already entered the city. It was like that Iraqi. Who was he? The spokesman? And he said that there is a lot of fighting going on. And there was nothing going on. Ji? What was his name? Chemical Ali. Chemical Ali. Chemical Ali. Whatever. Subhanallah. So one side that is fighting and the other side the Muslims have entered. And this was a trick that Thomas played. And now slowly he knew that he has to point Hazrat Abu Ubaidah to the direction of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. And this man was very clever. If any man if there was anybody in the Muslim army who could speak to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and where Hazrat Khalid bin Walid would have to listen was Hazrat Abu Ubaidah. Generally, he was the man second in charge after Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. He was from Ashari Mubashira. And now slowly, in the middle section, both of them meet. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, and here you have the Iraqi regiment with Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, Hazrat Ka'aka holding up their swords and the sword is dripping with blood. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah is just shocked. And just looking at Hazrat Khalid bin Walid in amazement. It is said for a few minutes both of them were looking at each other. And no one said nothing. And he was amazed that all of a sudden the, 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 the swords are sheathed and no weapons opened in front of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah. You have Thomas. Thomas was at the mercy of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ke bagal ke paas hi khara tha. He was so scared of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. And now both of them meet. And 
this was again the character of Abu Ubaidah, a great Sahabi, very soft in the heart. And he said, Assalamu alaikum, Ya Ibn Sulaiman, peace be with you, O son of Sulaiman, O commander of the Muslimin. And said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us peace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us peace aman. This is the translation. And that we have conquered the city without bloodshed. Alhamdulillah, they came to me and I agreed to the terms. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid just looked at Hazrat Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah and said, what are you talking about? What peace are you talking about? Do you not see that blood is still dripping from my sword? And he looked and he showed the sword to Hazrat Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah. Now, this, there was a misunderstanding. Naturally, there was a misunderstanding. He thought that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid will be happy. And he will please Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and give him the good news that Alhamdulillah, everything is sorted. The city is there in the hands of the Muslimin. And then again for the second time, Hazrat Abu Ubaidah knew that this was his mistake. And he says, Alhamdulillah, by the mercy of Allah, Allah has given us victory without bloodshed. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, How can you be so heedless? You talk about peace, peace that came to you, but peace that was not given to us and the Iraqi people that we were fighting, we were fighting until now. So what peace are you talking about? So to every question Hazrat Khalid bin Walid gave an answer. This is what they wanted. Between two great companions, Sahaba Kiram Ajma'een, Again for the third time, Hazrat Abu Ubaidah now, in a very low tone, he said, Alhamdulillah, bi'iznillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever he wanted, whatever is the will of Allah, whatever he wishes, happens. And Allah has given us victory. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid now for the third time looked at him and said, Abu Ubaidah, I am the Amir, and you know that. How can you surrender without my orders? Itaat of Amir is first. And how can you surrender to the Romans after such a fight, after the siege that had taken place? And he looked at Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, a man of few words. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah did not want to argue with Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an. But this was the character of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. Even while speaking to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, it was in a voice full of dignity and respect and honor. And love and affection was there for Hazrat Abu Ubaidah. The Muhaddisin have mentioned that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was not used to taking instructions from the subordinates. He would give the command and people would have to follow him. This was Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. So it was only the lofty status of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. But even then he disagreed. He said, no. I am not going to accept the aman that Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah has given to the Romans. And now the people that were with Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, they said that why should the two Muslims generals argue 
we should just finish off Harbis and Thomas that are standing in front of us. So a few of the Muslim soldiers behind Hazrat Khalid bin Walid came with their swords to finish off those that were with Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah. When they came with their sword, Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah stood in front of them. And Thomas knew that when a Muslim gives his word, he can die but he will not break his promise. And these were the companions. So when they say this is done, it is done, no matter what happens. Finished. This is the traits and the quality of all the companions. And again he said to Khalid bin Walid that I have given them my word, a promise. I did not expect you, O Khalid bin Walid, the great commander of the Muslims, to oppose what I say. Uh, Khalid bin Walid said, Ana Amir, I am the Amir. And now slowly, as news spread amongst the other Muslim generals, slowly, Hazrat Rafi, Abdul Rahman, Hazrat Shurahbil, Hazrat Zirar, everybody came and they took Hazrat uh, Abu Ubaidah and Hazrat Khalid bin Walid on one side and they said, this is our personal matter. The city has been surrendered. Let us not argue in front of the kuffar. And it is better if we have a shura and do mashwira. And whatever is the outcome of the mashwira, inshallah, that will be implemented. So some of the senior generals said to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid that our mashwira is that we respect Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah and give the Romans the peace, the aman that we want. The reason for that is, if the other cities who have not surrendered to the Muslims in Syria, if they find out that the Muslims had given aman, peace to the Romans, and then after aman, after the peace slaughtered the kuffar, they will not surrender the cities to the Muslims. So it will be difficult for us to take control of the other cities. So he came in front of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah and said, Oh Abu Ubaidah, it is only you and your honor and your closeness to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we honor. If it was anybody else, I would have not listened to him. And I would have gone in accordance to my wish. And his wish was, was to take on the whole army and to fight them. He wanted to fight the Romans. So now Thomas was there desperate because they were speaking in Arabic. So the interpreter was there. He looked at the interpreter and said that here we saw the Khalid bin Walid very, very angry. What is the outcome? And so the translation was given to him. And Thomas, because he feared that there was a possibility that some of the companions could convince Hazrat Abu Ubaidah and that Aman was taken back. So he said that all we ask from the Muslims is to give us three days. In three days we are to vacate and take with us whatever we want and we will leave the city. If after three days you capture us, then you can do whatever you want. If you wish to kill us, you can kill us, slave, whatever you can do. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an looked at Thomas and said to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, I am prepared to give aman to anyone here from the Romans, but I will not give aman to two people, Thomas and Harbis. These two will have to die. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah again came in front and said, Subhanallah, look at the khulq of the Muslimin. And they said that, to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid that these two are the first two who I gave aman to. How can you 
say this for Amir of the Muslim. Again, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid accepted what Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said. And then Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said, okay, they are not allowed to take with them their possessions. They will not take out from the city anything what they owned, their possessions, the goods, except for the food they need. Again, Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said, no, no. I gave them my word that what belongs to them, they can take with them. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid even accepted that. The third thing Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said then, they are not allowed to take the weapons with them. They can go out with whatever they want, their possessions, their belongings, without weapons. Again Hazrat Abu Ubaidah comes. And he said, no, the weapons belong to them. I have given my word. And the hadith of Rasulullah is, when a Muslim gives his word, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He will not violate and break that ahad, the promise. The weapons belong to them. So we will allow them to take the weapons. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid again looked down for the first time. And knew that the very hard work of the Muslimin, uh, the fruits of that very hard work of the Muslims was snatched by this clever diplomacy of Thomas. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid looked down and said then, do as you wish, whatever they want to do, they can do. And they can take whatever they want. It is said that Hazrat Abu Ubaidah again came to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and embraced him and said, Amirul Mu'mineen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the great one. This I did not do with uh, that intention to put you down in any way or to disrespect you. I, ne- I never had information of you entering Dimashq from the east gates and the Jabia gate was opened up in front of me. And thinking that usually you give me a choice and you take Mashwira from me. So this was what came to my mind first. The next day, my respected brothers, it is said that three quarters of the city was preparing to vacate Dimashq and they were about to drain the entire city. They took with them everything, nothing was left for the Muslims except just for the buildings there. Whatever they owned, it was a convoy of wagons and carriages and Thomas and Harbis, the wife, the family, everything, gold, silver, everything they could take they were taking with them and the Muslims gathered all around and just looking at them, the enemies just walking because of the promise of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. Subhanallah. Do people look at the history of Islam and read the, the beautiful seerah and the sunnah of the companions and how they treated the kuffar that when promise was made uh, it was fulfilled totally and completely. Three days were given. It is said that when they were leaving, 300 bales of brocade that belonged to Hercules, everything was taken gold and silver. Some of the companions were saying that there is nothing here in Dimashq, this beautiful city that we were talking about, the spoils of war that we were going to take back to Medina, to Munawwara. Nothing is here. All of them are going. The Roman soldiers, in fact, some of the soldiers were smiling and making a mockery and laughing at the face 
at the faces of the Muslimin, the Mujahideen that were there. Brother Khalid bin Walid looked at them. And as Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala lifted up his hands and he said, Ya Allah, they go away with everything in their possession. Allah, you are Arhamur Rahimin. Give everything back to Khalid bin Walid. Al Khalid bin Walid did not want them to go. He was there on a mission to fight. He wanted to fight. There is no conditions. And subhanallah, he said to Thomas and Harbis as they were give, as they were going out, and he looked at them and he said, "Salasata ayyam, you have three days. We as Muslims will not break our promise. Three days. Go wherever you want." Go as far as you want. And Thomas himself said to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, if after three days the truce is broken, if you capture us, you can enslave us, you can kill us, you can do whatever you want with us. Subhanallah. Let us see after three days what happens, my respected brothers, inshallah. The fate of the Romans that are now taking everything with them, inshallah. We will continue with this in the next session. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين. اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم. نستغفرك ونتوب إليك. نستغفرك ونتوب إليك. سمعنا وأطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمةك يا رحمة الله.